Welcome to another edition of Northwestern Outdoors Radio, the award-winning show covering fishing, hunting, conservation, destinations, and other outdoors recreation across the greater Northwest. Northwestern Outdoors is brought to you by Max Lur, Sportsman's Warehouse, Cena Sea Seafood, and Wallawa County Chamber of Commerce in the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program. And now, let's see what's happening this week with your host, John Cruz. Welcome aboard. I hope you've had a great week. I know I certainly have. My daughter Faith and I got to head north to Alaska. Once again, we went to Sportsman's Cove Lodge on Prince of Wales Island. And I'll tell you what, I just love this place. The hospitality is so amazing. The fishing is always solid. And the food is delicious. I think my favorite meal is the crab boil they put together when you come back on the second day. Oh, just absolutely love that Dungeness crab and that andouille sausage and the corn on the cob and the baked potatoes. Put it all together. It is delicious. But you know what? You can do that right here with Dungeness crab, of course. But if you're inland, you can do it with crawdads, too. It's something my best friend Rusty and I used to do when we were kids. We'd catch a mess of crawdads, and we'd bring them back, and we'd have our own little freshwater lobster boil. Trust me on this. If you haven't tried it before... Try it. I think you'll find that a crawdad boil or a Dungeness crab boil or even a red rock crab boil is going to really satisfy your appetite. This week on Northwestern Outdoors Radio, we'll be talking to Eric Winther with the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program because pike minnow fishing has been very good as of late. We'll tell you exactly where the hot spots are where you can reel in some fish and make some money. We'll also talk to Kyle and Brett Jones. These brothers own Jones Sport Fishing based in Idaho, and Brett has been fishing in southern Idaho and eastern Idaho for some really nice quality rainbow trout and really big sturgeon. As for Kyle, he's up on the upper Columbia River near Brewster and Pateras in Washington State. He's going after Summer Chinook and Sockeye Salmon. They'll both let you know how the fishing's been. Sticking with fishing, Eric Magnuson joins us for an extended Max Minute to tell you about a place you probably haven't thought of fishing before for walleye. That would be Long Lake near Spokane. And then we're going to tell you about something very innovative from Fraybill. They're the ones that make aerators and ice fishing shelters and fishing nets. And they are coming out with a fishing net that is like none other. It actually lets you weigh the fish in the net with a digital scale. It also has a measuring board that's part of the net, too. Absolutely ingenious, and that's just one of the new products that Fraybill is rolling out. We'll tell you more about these towards the end of the show. Throw in our Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week, and as always, we've got a fun show headed your way. So, let's start it off the way we always do, with another edition of Sportsman Spotlight, brought to you every week by the Ag Information Network of the West. Josh Mills went fishing in Argentina for Golden Dorados at Pira Lodge, northeast of Buenos Aires, and then went to Sewinda Lodge on the Piranha River, which is the second largest river in all of South America. David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight. You 100% can throw gear, but yeah, we're throwing, at the first lodge, we were throwing anything from streamers that were just giant, giant streamers the size of your hand that are below the surface. They're very predatory, almost like a pike or a bass in the way that they hunt stuff down. Some of the takes, it looked like like a toilet had flushed in the middle of the river that we were fishing. Just incredible. And then at the bigger lodge, we were throwing eight weights as well, but then we would switch to 10 weights, so really big fly rods to handle. I mean, they get up to 44 or 45 pounds. 
boats and throwing sinking lines and just doing everything we could to throw as far as we could and swing it in front of these big rock piles in the middle of this giant river. And you definitely have to bring your A game and it's very recommended that you know how to double haul and, and send long casts with big flies and big fly rods, but definitely a fly fishing trip for sure. Is this all catch and release? Yeah, I suppose in some respect, but I believe in the areas we are in, especially the national park, it's all catch and release on the Dorado. I think you could probably get away with taking a few of the piranhas back because those piranhas absolutely shred flies. So I would spend half an hour on tying a fly and sometimes you didn't know what you were going to get and these piranhas would cut your fly in half with their razor sharp teeth. Never mind your fingers. Hope you enjoyed Sportsman Spotlight. I'm David Sparks. Located in the northeast corner of Oregon, Wallowa County offers a unique destination rich in natural beauty and outdoors recreation. Enjoy the clear waters of Wallowa Lake. Take a tram to the top of Mount Howard for million-dollar views. Hike or ride into the Eagle Cap Wilderness and fish or raft the Wallowa and Grand Ronde Rivers. It's all waiting for you in beautiful Wallowa County. Plan your visit today at WallowaCountyChamber.com. That's WallowaCountyChamber.com. For the last 40 years, the Ag Information Network has been the source of news for farmers and ranchers. Yet we have never seen such an assault on farming and our food supply as we do today. From fuel to fertilizer, farmers are facing unprecedented economic challenges. This is why agriculture news that farmers receive comes from the Ag Information Network reaching coast to coast. Deep roots in farming and decades of reporting, the Ag Information Network, trusted and transparent journalism for generations. The best place to reach a farmer with a farming solution message is when they're, well, farming. It's easy to find them during the day as most farmers are behind the wheel of their pickup truck or farm equipment with the radio on, listening to this station for the Ag Information Network of the West News. So reach real farmers right here, right now, as they listen to what's important to their farm operation. Give us a call and we'll connect you with our local farming community. They trust us, so they'll trust you. This is the time of year to get out and cook out. So make your next meal sizzle with Camp Chef, the brand known for quality outdoor cooking equipment. To eat like a king on your next adventure, go to CampChef.com or visit your local sporting goods store and get cooking. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Next up on Northwestern Outdoors Radio, it's time to check in with Eric Winther again. He is the man that is behind the Northern Pike Minnows Sport Reward Fishery Program for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife. Eric, great to have you back on the air. Hey, John. Good to be here, as always. So when we last talked, things were off to a good start in terms of harvest of pike minnow. And looking at the latest graph, it looks like we are doing a lot better than last year. What do you attribute that to? Well, uh, a couple things. The river conditions kind of the biggest driver on that thing, and especially when we get good conditions early in the year. So we had a lot of water this year, but kind of the way it came off was such that there was some good fishing beforehand. Then we got a week or so when that real high muddy water was, was a problem, and you kind of see on the graph a little dip there. And then things kind of resumed the upward trajectory. So we're not sure whether last week is going to be the peak week or this week that we're on right now, but uh, still building and uh, success breeds success. So once the anglers early in the year start doing real well, it attracts more effort, and so it all just kind of snowballs from there. 
Do you think that the raise that Pike Minnow Anglers got this year is also attributing to the increased effort and catch? Oh, absolutely. And I don't know how much it actually draws new people in, certainly some. But as we all know, the cost of everything has gone up. And so when I turn it around the other way, if we would not have raised the price, then I think our effort would have taken a real hit. You know, with uh, $6 a gallon gas and you're trying to catch a, a $6 fish, it makes it a lot better economically to catch a $10 fish. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a big driver as always. Right. And, folks, in previous years, you started off with $5 fish, and the most you could catch was an $8 fish, and that's after you caught over 200 This year, your first 25 fish are worth $6. After that, up to 200 they're worth $8. And anything you catch over number 200 in terms of 9-inch pike minnow that you turn into the pike minnow stations along the Columbian Snake Rivers, those are worth $10 apiece, not to mention the tagged fish that are worth $500 apiece. So definitely worth going after. Here's another question for you. Are you seeing more bank effort this year or a lot of folks putting the money into the boats and spending the gas money to do that? Well, I think we are seeing a little more bank effort and and more importantly, a little more bank success. And part of that has to do with the high water conditions um, because it, it just brings those fish in closer to shore, makes them a little more accessible from a bank angler point of view. When that river's high and ripping, Pikemen are, are not a strong swimmer, so they can't just hold out in heavy current. They've got to look for seams and, you know, slower water areas, and you typically find those near the shore where bank anglers could have uh, success. So that's really a big part of that, the driver on that, too. All right. Well, let's tell folks where the hot spots are. And it looks like fishing around Chinook Landing... Not far from Washougal, boy, oh boy, they were catching a whole bunch of pike minnow there around the 4th of July, weren't they? They were, and there's actually been some pretty darn good fishing between roughly, you know, Troutdale, Washougal, on up to Bonneville Dam. A lot of those fish for those stations around there, Chinook Landing, Washougal, Gleason for that matter, the anglers are actually fishing upstream, and then it's just more convenient for them to turn in at, at those stations down there. But yeah, fishing's been really uh, pretty good and, and continues to build there right now. Oh yeah, folks, at the Ridgefield Station near Vancouver, we're looking at close to 22 fish per angler. At the Gleason Station, 17 and a half fish per angler, 14 fish at Chinook Landing, and 24 fish per angler in Washougal. Should also mention that the Dallas has really held up. When we talked before, you told me it was primarily an early season place to fish. And when I was out there in, in May, they were definitely doing well. But they're still catching close to 15 fish per angler out there. Yeah, and it really has kind of held on, like you said. We were up there last week trying to do some tagging, get some actual uh, $500 spaghetti tags, some more of them out there. And, and we ended up fishing with some pike minnow anglers down towards the, the mouth of the uh, Glickitat that were doing pretty darn well. So in the past, they'd done good right up to the bridge there. And so this was a little ways further. And it feels like we've just kind of got another area that's productive a little later into the season. So, so that was pretty cool. The top spot, though, wasn't on the Columbia River. It was on the Snake River, Boyer Park, 26 fish per angler. And quite a bit of effort there, too. 107 anglers were out during the week of June 27th through July 3rd going after those fish. Boyer Park is really interesting because it's on the Snake River. There's a lot of water this year. And once that water passes through there, 
boy, it's almost like somebody flips a switch, you know, along about this time of year. So if you were to look at the uh, just the catch rates for that station, you know, they're unremarkable for a number of weeks, slowly building. But then here in the last couple of weeks, it really uh, just shoots upwards and will likely continue that for a while and be strong all the way through the end. So a number of our top anglers that were fishing around the Dallas have picked up and uh, headed up there to Boyer just because, as you see, the catch rates are uh, not much better. 26 even, fish per angler. Better. I mean, think about it. your first day, you're hitting the $8 fish mark. That's impressive. All right, let's talk about something else here, the hot baits this time of year for catching pike minnow. Okay, so like I said, the last few weeks we've been out washing and been out trying to uh, get some, some additional tags out there for anglers, and we've teamed up with some of our pike minnow anglers in several different areas, but it's interesting. Uh, the fellas we were fishing with just above Bonneville Dam, they were strictly using night crawlers, and the guys up there at the Dalles were using Mormon crickets. And the fellas down there below uh, Kalama, those were using a combination of worms and chicken liver. So those are all the classic baits. Those Mormon crickets are an excellent bait. It, it continues to amaze me why a pike minnow would eat one of those things, but they love them. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. guess it's their version so, of candy. Uh, one other thing I want to talk guess, about yeah. is when you have these weekly reports, you have an incidental catch report. And I find this fascinating because you actually break down at each station – Anglers are asked how many smallmouth bass they've caught, how many walleye they've caught, how many catfish or bullhead, and how many yellow perch. And if you're an angler who likes to go after any of these species, you can glean some valuable information. For example, Pullman, Washington. I'm not sure where, where that station is, uh, but I'm guessing it's the Snake River closest to Pullman. 161 smallmouth bass caught there last week by pike minnow anglers. That's Boyer Park, so that's just the closest reference point would be Pullman. So uh, that's right there below Lower Granite Dam. Just trying to give you a little bit of geographical reference for somebody that looks at the stations and may not know where Boyer Park is. So that's why we added the little extra there. But yeah, they get a heck of a lot of bass up there on, on the Snake River. And as you can see there, inevitably when you're pike minnow fishing, you're trying to cover a lot of territory. You're trying to find the fish and you will encounter other fish also looking to uh, better predators, just like pike minnow and, and smallmouth bass is probably the top of the list right there. Right, and oh, that was also the hot spot for walleye. 22 were caught there last week, almost 200 since the season began in that area. If you're a perch angler, the place to be last week was over by Kalama. 68 yellow perch caught by anglers. And there's quite a few yellow perch, surprisingly, out of the Columbia River that come from that area between Kalama and just downstream of, of Longview, kind of that Willow Grove to Kalama stretch. And there's some not, pretty nice uh, perch there, too. As, as you know, those are excellent eating, and number of anglers target them. They're a pretty good consolation prize. If you don't get the uh, $10, you got fish that are excellent eating. <laughs> there you go. I agree completely. Oh, and for those of you who are interested in catching bullhead, I don't think there's a whole bunch of you that are, but there's also some channel cats in the mix. Columbia Point at Richland was the place to be last week. 56 of those were caught by pike minnow anglers. So how can folks sign up to get these reports? We post all that information on uh, pikeminnow.org. We put them in our annual reports, depending on how timely you want the uh, information. And, of course, you can always call our Pike Minnow hotline, and we'll be glad to either send you or give you whatever info you'd like. We send them to you, John, and hopefully uh, it gets posted all around as best we can. 
Well, the website to go to to find out more about the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program, very simple, pikeminnow.org. You'll get all the details about how to participate. And get out there. Go fishing. Have fun. Make some money and help with conservation. Thanks as always, Eric. Thank you, John. From a bull elk ripping a bugle across the valley to wing beats on a duck marsh, public lands and waters are integral to our outdoor heritage. Become a member of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers and stand up for our public lands and waters. Visit backcountryhunters.org today. You're back with more of the great outdoors on Northwestern Outdoors Radio with John Cruz. It's time for another Max Minute, brought to you every week by Max Lure. And with us today is Max Pro Staffer Eric Magnuson. Eric, glad to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. You and I both had a great time out at Lake Roosevelt today catching walleye. But you've been fishing for walleye at another Spokane area lake lately. Where's that at? And tell us about the fishing there. Yeah, Basically the same body of water, but just upriver quite a bit more. The impoundment called Long Lake. Long Lake's been kicking out some nice walleye here recently and uh, getting a little bit more popular with the local anglers. You don't have to go too far from Spokane to get into a nice batch of walleye. So here at Lake Roosevelt, lots of eater-sized walleye. I've heard rumors that there's actually some trophy walleye to be caught up there. Yeah, so early spring we will go up and get into some really good-sized 20s to even 29 to 30-inch walleyes. We are releasing those. Right now we are hitting, we call them cookie cutters because they're all just identical to each other, but they're all sitting at 18 inches, but they're fat males. Oh, that's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. So how big are they? So we are ranging real fat males. The females are running a little bit larger, but we're not seeing as many females as we're entering into summer. Seems like uh, running into most of the females in the spring. Last question. How are you catching them right now? Just that bottom bouncer with that uh, max smile blade and a worm. Now, are you using the slow death rig like we were using today? Yep, super slow death rig. Sometimes I'm putting a half of a worm on so I'm not getting those short strikes and they're getting hooked up immediately. Well, wise choice because I certainly got a lot of those short strikes today. Folks, you can find the Max Smile Blade Slow Death Rig at Sporting Goods stores near you. It is deadly on walleye, whether you're fishing Lake Roosevelt or Long Lake or any other body of water here in the Northwest. Thanks so much, Eric. Thank you, John. I'm Bob Loomis and I fish for walleye. Sometimes when I'm out on the water, I feel like a destroyer captain hunting for targets with my electronics. I'm not hunting submarines, though. I'm hunting fish. And when I find that big one on the fish finder, I want to make sure she's going to bite. That's where the Smileblade Slow Death Rig from Max Lure comes in. The Smileblade spins and flashes at ultra-slow speeds, and the one-of-a-kind red hook keeps that bait moving in a way the fish can't resist. It's the Smileblade Slow Death Rig, only from Max Lure. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter with the gear you need for fishing, hunting, camping, paddling, cooking, and just about anything else you can do in the woods or in the water. With over 125 stores across America, there is bound to be a Sportsman's Warehouse near you with not only the gear you need, but also the experts to help you get the most out of the product you purchase. Head down to your local Sportsman's Warehouse today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. That's sportsmans.com. 
Anglers are getting a raise this year with the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program and the fish are biting. Here's how it works. First, register at a pike minnow station along the Columbia or Snake River. Next, go fishing for pike minnow and bring back all of them that measure 9 inches or longer. The fish are worth 6 8 or $10, and the more fish you catch, the more each one is worth. Keep an eye out for tagged fish, too, because those are worth 500 bucks. Go fishing, make money, and have fun. Find out more at pikeminnow.org. I'm going to take you fishing, honey. You're going to love it. Gonna get up before the sun rise above us. Next up on Northwestern Outdoors Radio, we're taking you to the gem state of Idaho. We've got Brett Jones on the line. Brett and his brother Kyle are the co-owners of Jones Sport Fishing. And this summer they are offering fishing not only in Idaho, but also on the Upper Columbia River for salmon. Brett, great to have you on the show. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing well, but looking at your Facebook page, you've been doing pretty well too. I saw a huge stringer of big, big rainbow trout that your clients caught out of American Falls Reservoir. Tell us about these trips. Our American Falls Reservoir trip, they're mainly from as soon as ice comes off the lake all the way until the end of June, sometimes in the July, like mid-July might be the end this year. But yeah, they're kind of a grocery hunting list, you know. Um, we have a lot of fish between uh, 18 and 22 inches. Wow. Uh, they're all, a lot of, most of them are all stocked. Really good, awesome eating trout. Uh, they cut really good. They're great. We keep six a day. Uh, the Idaho Fishing Game does a really good job at keeping fish in the lake. So it's one of our areas that we really just like to go grocery shopping for rainbow trout. We'll talk about some quality rainbows. That, that size is impressive. This time of year, how are you catching them? Uh, we're doing a lot of trolling. We use a lot of different crankbaits. The, that lake is really funny as far as, like, colors of crankbaits, styles of crankbaits. You know, um, some days it's really color Pacific. Some days it's not. Some days, you know, one color, one style, like a flicker shad or Rapala will be doing really well, and then all of a sudden it'll shut off on that color, and a different color will pick up. But we're using a lot of final boards, getting a lot of rods out the side of the boat, and doing a lot of trolling. You know, it's really interesting you say that, about having to switch things up. Trout, you know, they might have a really small brain, but they're smarter than you think. I still vividly remember, when I was in college, heading to a, a lake in southeast Washington with my buddy, and we were fishing this inlet creek. And... We had to change up like every three bites because we'd catch a couple fish on like a, a Meps Black Fury spinner and then they wouldn't want anything to do with it. And we'd go with a rooster tail and they'd hit it. And then after a couple, they wouldn't want anything to do with it. So <laughs> your story rings true about having to change up the plugs and the colors all the time. Yeah. You know, normally most lakes when we're trolling for trout, you know, there'll be like a Pacific color that they'll like eat in on for like a day or a week or, or maybe a half a month. But America Falls, man, it is, man, it could be frustrating. You could go out there one day, knock the crap out of them on a certain couple colors, and then the next day those colors won't work at all. I'll be darned. And, uh, yeah, you just kind of switch it up. I mean, those fish are always eating, and some colors, I don't know if it's like UV light induction in the water or wind chop or waves or, or sun or moon or atmospheric pressure. You know, I don't know what changes it, but it's it's. <laughs> It, it can be kind of funny, but yeah, you know, that lake fish is really good. If you're not catching them, try a different color. 
<laughs> All right. Well, your season there is done. So, folks, you'll have to book for next year. Again, from ice out all the way to the end of June, Brett can take you fishing out there at America Falls Reservoir. Let's talk about the sturgeon you've been catching. Now, I saw on Facebook it's somewhere in southern Idaho, and I'm guessing, and I could be wrong here, it's on the Snake River. Can you tell me a little bit more? I don't want you to give away the honey hole, but kind of narrow it down a little bit. Yeah, well, the funny thing about sturgeon is there is no hole. The whole thing is the hole. <laughs> Interesting. We generally don't actually find them in super deep water. We generally find them anywhere from, you know, 60 feet deep all the way up to about 10 feet deep. And those fish, they're big. They move around a lot. We find them in one spot one day. Then the next day, you know, it's five miles away and we find them. And there's like... Nothing in between. So they, they constantly move. They they roam all over the place. I don't think they're very intelligent, so they just kind of wander aimlessly until you find them the next day. Yeah, sounds um, like a lot of friends of mine. All right, let's <laughs> let's <laughs> let's um verify though. This is the Snake River we're talking about. Generally speaking, are we somewhere near Twin Falls or somewhere else? Okay, so in southern Idaho, we fish from CJ Strike all the way to Bliss Dam and the Snake River behind American Falls. So, yes, we are fishing a snake. All right, there you go. And how are you catching them this time of year? Uh, You know, we're using a lot of, like, pickled herring, squid, eel, some potsky stuff, a lot of potsky's nectar mixed with fish. Some places we use salmon, trout. You know, it just kind of all depends upon the day there. But uh, our main bait for the areas that we fish are usually the fish that are found in that Pacific area. Right. Over there at American Falls, it's a lot of trout and salmon that we use, uh, pickled herring, stuff like that. CJ Strike, we use a lot of trout and crappie, pickled herring, stuff like that. And a lot of times we do mix things with potskis as well, potskis next nectar. Okay, well, there you go, folks. There's a great fishing report for you from Idaho, whether you're after big sturgeon to catch and release or want to reel in a whole bunch of really nice-sized rainbow trout. You can do it by yourself, or you can go ahead and book a trip with Jones Sport Fishing. The website to go to is jonesportfishing.com. That's jonesportfishing.com, or look up Jones Sport Fishing on Facebook, too. they got a page there. You can check out all the photos of the fish they caught lately, and they're very responsive to messages. Brett, thanks for taking the time to share this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Thank you. Next up, we're checking in with Kyle Jones, the co-owner of Jones Sport Fishing. He is up by Brewster and Pateras. He's been fishing for both Chinook salmon and sockeye in the upper Columbia River. Kyle, great to have you back on the air. How's the fishing been? The fishing's been really, really good. Yeah, it's just been consistently good. Now, the limit, I understand, is what, six salmon or is it six sockeye plus a Chinook or two? No, it's six salmon total, so... You can come at that, and four of those can be sockeye, and gotcha. two of them can be adult hatchery chinook. So you know, there's uh, you know, you can end up with four sockeye, a couple of jacks, or four sockeye and a couple of adult chinook, or you know, however the mix works out. But it's six total. 
Well, I know the Summer Chinook run is better than expected, and the Sockeye run is off the charts better than expected with well over 500,000 fish returning up the Columbia River. How is the size this year? I mean, I know sometimes you get them really small, and that's always a danger sign for the next year. How are they looking? They're beautiful. They're in really good shape. Most of them are right around that, like, 21-plus inch mark. Last year, we had a pile of them that were really little, right. and I think those were jacks. And so this year, we've got a bunch of fish that are they're all seem to be pretty darn nice fish. Now, you were telling me something before we went on the air. You know, most folks will set up one way for sockeye and another way for chinook, but you're fishing for both at the same time in the early morning. Yeah, so we figured this out a couple of years ago that during the early part of the run, we don't have to pick whether we're going to target Chinook or we're going to target Sockeye. We've figured out that we can very effectively fish both at the exact same time. And so how we're doing that is we're running a standard kind of pro troll, you know, 11 inch 360 flasher, and then we're running you know, like a 30-inch leader to a spinner, and then we're just simply tipping that spinner with a coon shrimp. And uh, that setup right there, I mean, it gets both Chinook and Sockeye very, very well. Well, if you want to go fishing with Kyle Jones, and I'll tell you what, highly recommend him. He got me my personal best steelhead out of the Clearwater a few years ago. Just go to jonesportfishing.com. That's the website. to Book a trip, jonesportfishing.com, or look for Jones Sport Fishing on Facebook. You can see pictures of some of the fish that Kyle has been catching lately, and I definitely think that's going to get you motivated to book a trip. Kyle, thanks for the fishing report today. Thank you. And staying with Sam, and a reminder that the Curry Andronomous Fish Hatcheries Big Fundraiser, the Rogue River Salmon Derby, is taking place at the mouth of the Rogue River at Gold Beach, August 10th through the 13th. If you're looking for a fun excuse to go fishing while having a summer vacation, this is for you. You can book a stay or stay one of the RV parks or campgrounds down there, and you can bring your boat and go fishing in the bay, or you can go ahead and just fish off the bank because it's not the biggest salmon that matters. Anything over 10 pounds gives you as much a chance as anybody else because this is a blind bogey tournament. They'll draw the winning weight at the end of the event, and if you're the closest, you win. It's going to be all sorts of fun. You can pick up your derby tickets at the Rogue Outdoor Store in Gold Beach. Plan on coming down. You don't want to miss out on the Rogue River Salmon Derby. Rise above us. Got a bamboo pole and a leaky boat. It ain't much, but if you bail, it'll float. I'm going to take you fishing, honey. You're going to love it. You're back in with Northwestern Outdoors Radio. I'm John Cruz, and one thing I love about this time of year is that ICAST is coming up in Florida. It's a huge trade show put on by the American Sport Fishing Association, and manufacturers from all over the world roll out new products at this time of year that are really innovative. And one of the the most innovative ones I've seen is coming from Fraybill. It is a net that allows you to weigh the fish while it's still in the net. It's called the Witness Weigh Net. And with us here to tell you more about this and other products from Fraybill is Greg Tiller. He's with Pure Fishing. He's a senior category manager for Fraybill. Greg, welcome to the show. Hi, John. It's good to be here. 
Like I said, th- this is one of the most innovative things I've seen in a long time. As I think everybody knows, traditionally, you net your fish, you go ahead and get it out of the net, then you take a scale if you have one on board and you weigh it and then you decide whether to release it or keep it but with this weigh net that change this changes everything tell us more about it yeah this is a great product we are super excited to bring this out this year and to your point makes it very simple for the angler this is a an integrated scale in a aluminum net it will hold up to 30 pounds very simple to use it's got a 48 inch handle that's shaped so it won't spin. It's got a rubber grip on the bottom, and it's got a very simple powered on and off um, scale that's super easy to use. Simply turn it on, you'll net your fish, and then you'll turn it upright into a vertical position, and within a, a second or two, you will have the weight of your fish right there. You can remove the hook, and you can drop it right back into the water. It's interesting. Um, it, it's a great product because it uses an aluminum hoop, but I don't know if you're familiar with it, but we have what we call a mesh guard hoop. This hoop has a net that's integrated into the hoop rather than wrapping around the hoop. And what, does that, what that does for you is it extends the life of the net by quite a bit. It's also a, it's a dipped net. It's a tangle-free net, so you won't have to try and dig your hooks out of there. And it's also 20 inches deep. Oh, wow. This sounds perfect for everything from big trout to walleye to bass and more. Yes, sir. It's a great general purpose net. It can be used in freshwater. It can also be used in saltwater. Does this have a, a, essentially a digital readout towards the top of the handle there where you see what the weight is? It does. When you net your fish, you'll hold it vertically by a rubber handle up towards the yoke, and that'll allow the scale to kick in, and the readout will be virtually right in front of your eyes. It's about an inch, an inch and a half tall. It's a very clear LED readout, so you won't miss the weight there. It'll be right there in front of you. Now, I know a lot of folks like to not only weigh their fish, but to measure it too. And you actually have a ruler that's part of the net as well. Tell us about this. We do. That's another great feature. Um, we've got a 30-inch ruler that's engraved along the top of the handle. At the top where the, where the handle is, it's got a ledge in it that you can actually use for a bump board. So you can you nose your fish up there to the top and then run it along the handle and you can get the length of your fish very quickly. What does this net retail for and when is it going to be available? So this net will be available in the fall, around the September time frame at all major retailers, and it'll be $149.99. It will come in two sizes. Both have a 48-inch handle. One has an 18 by 21-inch hoop, and one has a 21 by 24-inch hoop, and they're both 20 inches deep. Well, I'll tell you what, the price tag is a little bit high for most people who buy fishing nets, but with everything you've got integrated into this, I think it's going to be a bestseller. I really do. And if this does not win an award at ICAST, I will be amazed. This is one of the most innovative things I've seen in the fishing world in quite some time. Well, like I said, we are super excited. And I think this is a great product for a general angler. Probably not a tournament guy, right? But if you're fishing with your grandkids or your kids or a guide, this is a great, great item for those guys. This isn't the only item you're rolling out for ICAST. Now, Fraybill is known for net. They're known for bait management when it comes to, like, nightcrawler containers and aerators. And I've got a Fraybill aerator, but nothing like the new one you're coming out with, the Recharge Deluxe Aerator. This takes aeration and electricity to a whole new level. Tell our listeners about this. Yeah, um, we're excited about this one, too. You know, we've been in the aerator business for a while, and we're trying to find ways to make it easier, right? To make it more sense, to make it simpler for the angler, because we all want to spend time fishing, not putting batteries in our aerator. 
The new Frable Recharge Aerator has three lithium-ion cells in it. It's rechargeable via a micro-USB port, and the charger will come with the aerator in the package. It also comes with a deluxe air stone. This aerator has two speeds, a high and a low. It will do 21 gallons per hour is the high speed. The intermittent speed will run every 10 seconds. It's got an anti-backflow check valve in it, John, so just in case the aerator gets below the water line, it won't be sucking water back up the hose and into the motor. It also has a super quiet induction motor, which is not very common in this arena here. The, the motor is very quiet, and due to the fact that it has less moving parts, it lasts considerably longer than some of the less expensive motors that are out there today. This is really impressive. I like the part that it'll aerate up to 21 gallons of water. I mean, there's a lot of folks that would like to get into tournament fishing, you know, maybe a little club tournament or whatever, but they can't afford a bass boat or a, a walleye boat with a live well. But with this, you can literally rig up a cooler and get out there and, and go fishing and keep those fish alive to weigh in. Yes, sir, you can. And if you're looking for a pre-rigged cooler, we also have some great Magnum bait stations that are already rigged with, with aerators that are uh, another great product and very common. People love these things. So, Greg, when is this going to come out on the market? So this one should be in before the end of the year. All right. Well, two great products from Fraybill that are coming out this year. Boy, oh boy, what an innovative company. They've been around since 1938. You can find out more about Fraybill by going to their website. You'll find it at Fraybill.com. That's F-R-A-B-I-L-L.com. They're part of the Pure Fishing Team, and if you find yourself at ICAST, you can probably see these things in person and actually touch them, get a hold of them, and find out even more information. Again, Fraybill coming out with the new Witness 30-pound weigh net and the Recharge Deluxe Aerator. A couple of items you're probably definitely going to want to have if you're an angler. Greg, thanks for sharing this with us today on Northwestern Outdoors Radio. Thank you, John. I've been in Alaska fishing out of Sportsman's Cove Lodge on Prince of Wales Island this week with my daughter Faith, and I came home with a whole bunch of wild-caught halibut, salmon, and true cod, and I know, I know, I'm a little spoiled with the job that I have that I get to go to places like this, but you know what? You can spoil yourself, too, with fresh, premium-quality, wild-caught Alaskan seafood, and you don't even have to leave your home to do it. You can get it delivered right to your door by our friends at Cena Sea Seafood. Simply go to their website at cenasea.com. That's spelled S-E-N-A-S-E-A for cenasea.com. And pick out the seafood you want, whether it be halibut or sablefish or salmon. We're talking coho salmon. We're talking king salmon. We are also talking about the famed Copper River sockeye salmon. They've also got shellfish for sale, too, so Order yourself a feast, and in no time at all, it will appear on your doorstep so you can cook it up as a delicious meal you won't soon forget. The website to go to again, cenasea.com. Stick around, we've got more of the outdoors coming your way to include your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week.
come to Oregon's Wallowa County for outdoors adventure. Hike, ride, paddle, fish, or sightsee to your heart's content. And then visit one of our wonderful towns, whether it be Joseph with its beautiful bronze statues, our county seat in Enterprise, or one of our charming small towns like Wallowa, Imnaha, or Troy, where you can eat, shop, and sleep before continuing your adventure the next day. Plan your visit now at WallowaCountyChamber.com. That's WallowaCountyChamber.com. Enjoy a meal of wild Alaskan seafood delivered right to your door. Sea offers premium quality wild Alaskan fish and shellfish to include Copper River King and Silver Salmon, Halibut, Black Cod, King Crab, and of course, Copper River Sockeye Salmon. Order it blast frozen or smoked and experience a slice of Alaska for a special meal you won't forget. Buy your seafood now at SeaNaSea.com. That's S-E-N-A-S-E-A, SeaNaSea.com. Anglers are getting a raise this year with the Northern Pike Minnow Sport Reward Fishery Program and the fish are biting. Here's how it works. First, register at a pike minnow station along the Columbia or Snake River. Next, go fishing for pike minnow and bring back all of them that measure 9 inches or longer. The fish are worth 6 8 or $10, and the more fish you catch, the more each one is worth. Keep an eye out for tagged fish, too, because those are worth 500 bucks. Go fishing, make money, and have fun. Find out more at pikeminnow.org. Sportsman's Warehouse is America's premier outfitter and has what you need as a hunter, angler, hiker, paddler, camper, and outdoors enthusiast. They also carry an extensive assortment of firearms and ammunition you simply can't find anymore at many big box stores. On top of that, their knowledgeable staff is here to help you purchase the right gear so you can get the most out of your outdoor experience. Visit your local Sportsman's Warehouse store today or shop online anytime at sportsmans.com. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nationwide nonprofit organization dedicated to providing hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under who suffer from life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. These adventures make big differences in the lives of those who participate in them, and in many cases are literally a dream come true that brings hope and therapy to their lives. Find out more, get involved, or donate today at huntofalifetime.org. That's huntofalifetime.org. Huntofalifetime.org. Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, a nationwide group working to keep public lands in public hands. We've helped ban the use of drones for hunting. We help repair wildlife corridors and key riparian areas. We speak up against illegal ATV use. Please join this dynamic conservation group. Check us out at backcountryhunters.org. We've got time for one more shot of Northwestern Outdoors Radio with John Cruz. Welcome back to the show. Have you taken up the sport of kayaking or canoeing? I've been in canoes and kayaks for, oh geez, since I was 13 years old. Absolutely loved the experience. There's something just wonderful about going out on a small pond or lake or even a, a bigger river or reservoir and just paddling around. It's just such an intimate way to experience nature, and you get really close to wildlife, too. They're not alarmed at all by your presence when you're in a small craft that you can literally just glide right up to where they are. In fact, I still remember having a muskrat attack my canoe back in the day, but that's another story. At any rate, if you're looking to get into kayaking or canoeing or stand-up paddleboarding, check out your local Sportsman's Warehouse store, 
They've got all of those in stock, along with the accessories to go with them, and it's a great sport to take up this summer. Paddle sports, all sorts of fun. And now it's time for your Sportsman's Warehouse Trivia Question of the Week. As I mentioned earlier, my daughter and I have been fishing in Alaska over the last week, and I do love the wildlife I get to see there. We've seen orca whales, humpback whales, sea lions, and on land, we've seen deer and eagles and bears. Always a ton of fun to spend time in Alaska and see all the wildlife in the last frontier. And that brings up your Trivia Question of the Week. Of these three species, you'll only find one that currently lives in Alaska. Is that species the rattlesnake, the raccoon, or the bison? Again, of these three species, two are not found in Alaska, but one is. Is the species found in Alaska today the rattlesnake, the raccoon, or the bison? If you think you know the answer as to which one of these three species is found in the last frontier these days, you know what to do. Go to our website at northwesternoutdoors.com. Shoot us an email and give us your answer there. Or if you do Facebook, just go to our Northwestern Outdoors Radio Facebook page. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate it. If you would like and follow that page, that does help us out and helps us with our sponsorships too. And once you've done that, just look for the post thread where we have the question and give us your answer there. Again, one of these three species is found in Alaska. It's either the rattlesnake, the raccoon, or the bison. Give us your guess, and if you guess right, you might be the lucky person that wins a $25 gift card from America's Premier Outfitter. And with that, we are out of time. So until next time, do take care, God bless, and make it a point to spend some time outdoors. Outdoors.